You're listening to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast, because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Professional Brotherhood Podcast. Well, we got lots of feedback on the last episode, um, and that feedback is partially going to play into this episode. Uh, the title of today's episode is If the Shoe Fits. That's right, If the Shoe Fits. So I'm going to explain to you an issue um, that I deal with as somebody who runs a social media platform and records a podcast of opinions, right? Because that's really what we're doing here. We're sharing uh, different ideas and opinions on topics that affect the volunteer fire service. And well, because it's my podcast, um, a lot of those opinions are mine, right? And the opinions of those that assist me, like Kara is my co-host, and the guests that I bring on, right? And like every conversation, um, there are always differences of opinions. Um, I get feedback. I get lots of positive feedback on some of our episodes. And uh, obviously, I also get feedback that isn't in line with the opinion that we have shared um, on said episode of said topic, right? So how does this all tie into if the shoe fits? Well, because it's an opinion show and because I'm sharing my opinion and, and, and thoughts and feelings and um, of how I feel regarding certain topics within the volunteer fire service, um, obviously, occasionally I get some pushback. And, and here's the problem, right? Um, there are many of you that listen to these episodes from all over the country, um, some all over the world, right? Um, other parts of the world. And it's, uh, you don't know me, you don't know me personally, um, you just know me through uh, the sharing that I do on social media and, and the uh, thoughts that I share uh, on this podcast or through my other platforms. Um, but there are lots of people who do know me, right? That are that do listen to this, that are local to me and that I work with, um, whether it be uh, on the fire scene, uh, at the training center, uh, in my own firehouse, wh- wherever it may be, right? There's lots of people that, that physically know me, personally know me, and work alongside of me, right? And, and here's the problem, right? Here's the problem, and, and I think that anybody that does this um, probably has a similar problem. I get inspiration from many, many different avenues, right? I watch all kinds of fire service-related social media platforms, um, I read fire service publications, 
I um, dig into um, you know YouTube channels and uh, articles online and get are fortunate enough to work uh, around people from all different parts of, of New York State and sometimes beyond. Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of input there. There's there's a lot of exposure. I get exposed to I get exposed to a lot of different ways of life, per se, within the volunteer fire service. And those thoughts, those conversations, those um, those things inspire me sometimes to record an episode. Right. Like the episode I recorded a couple of weeks ago. But what commonly happens is people within my local area, right, like to take these episodes and try to directly relate them to events that occurred within my local area or people that are in my local area. And that's a problem, right? It's a problem for me. Because where I might derive some of my um, thought process and where I might, you know, come up with some of my inspiration for some of these uh, episodes or posts uh, surrounding local events, for the most part, that is false. Um, It usually takes me exposure to the same type of event or the same type of inspiration a few times before I'll actually hit the record button and record an episode or create a social media post. And I don't know, a year or so ago, maybe it's two years ago now already, I've been doing this longer than I realize, um, I took quite a bit of shit locally for a post that I created um, regarding the use of mutual aid because some of the local people in my, you know, some of the people in my immediate area um, decided amongst themselves that I was directly commenting and criticizing uh, their department and their fire. And at the time of this post, lots of coincidental, coincidental, co- lots of coincidental things lined up. But when I created the post, I wasn't, I wasn't even local. I was out of town, um, was not listening to the local radio, was not at the, this, this, emergency event, right? I was, I was out of town teaching and I was, I was, Hours from home, right? But knowing what happened or, or knowing about some of the events that, that had occurred um, while I was away, um, when this came back to me, it, it made sense. Like I understood why they kind of connected the dots and thought that I was criticizing them um, and their decisions, when in fact I wasn't. It was just a, a series of events uh, that I had been involved in that uh, culminated with a conversation over some beers at a, a training event 
that I then decided to uh, create this create this post, which it was frustrating, right? Because I, I had people trying to circumvent me, go around me, um, and, and basically lodge complaints um, about what I had said. And had they come to me, they would have understood that, I think they would have understood that while I understood that this is how it appeared on the surface, it was anything but what I intended, right? And I, I get the same thing all the time. Well, not all the time, occasionally, but too occasionally about the episodes that we record and people shooting me messages and being like, wow, you really slammed so-and-so when it's not about individuals, right? It's never about individuals. Sure, individuals and departments and agencies and things that I have exposure to may help me to form an episode that I think is going to be helpful to the volunteer fire service as a whole. Um, But that's why I generally wait, right, for an accumulation of things to motivate me and inspire me to record an episode or create a post based on that topic. Because I don't want it to be about a specific event that's close to home. I want to have more input. I want to know that these things are um, actually affecting other people in other areas and other people are experiencing the same things. And that's why I put them out there to generate conversation, to generate um, the thought so that hopefully we can take that thought and become better, right? So it's it can be very frustrating when people immediately assume that whether it's myself or Kara or the two of us or our guests are referring to and criticizing and bashing local individuals. Listen, here's why I said if the shoe fits, right? If I listen to a podcast or an audio book or read a Facebook post and it hits me, right? It hits me hard. Like, wow, are they talking about me? I've had moments like that. When I've read things, I've had a lot of moments like that over the past year and a half where I've read something and been like, wow, are they talking about me? Or I know damn well they're not talking about me because I don't know anything about the page, the author, uh, who wrote it, who's behind posting it, right? Or, or I don't know the, the podcaster. I don't know the person that read the audio book, right? But I, I hear something or I read something that makes me reflect on the things that I do. And there's two ways I can take that, right? I can take that and be like, wow, that's me. And I can ignore it. Or if it hits me that hard, I can take a good look in the mirror and be like, wow, does the shoe fit? And do what I think is necessary to change those behaviors 
to change those attitudes to be a better person, right? To be a better person, to be a better leader, to be a better firefighter, to be a better instructor, whatever the hell it is, right? I I can take that motivation to be better. But if I take that and I get offended by it, right? Or I'm like, oh, that motherfucker, he's talking about me. Well, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm realizing that and I'm getting pissed off about it, doesn't, doesn't that mean that I have something to change? Think about that. Rewind that. Rewind the last 30 seconds of this and listen to it if you need to. Right? If I'm saying something that, that is upsetting you, and you think that I'm talking about you, then maybe there's something that's hitting you where it hurts and you need to make some changes. Right? None of us are perfect. Listen, I know damn well I'm not perfect. I have, I have real life struggles, right? There are... There are things in life that, that I know I have absolutely failed at. And it's taken me some time to realize that, right? That there are things that I have failed at over and over again. And I can't, none of us have a DeLorean, for those of you older than Back to the Future, that would be a time machine, right? None of us have a time machine that we can go back and fix all the stupid things that we did in our life to make things better, right? All we can do is look to the future and become a better person, a better individual, a better leader, a better firefighter, a better fire chief, a better whatever it is that you want to be. But me blaming my shortfalls on somebody else that's simply verbalizing an opinion is, is not going to change anything. Me getting mad at somebody that I, that who's, who's, who's preaching a message that I identified with as potentially me, well, the only person that can make that not me anymore is me. So I guess what I'm saying here is that if the shoe fits, wear it. If the shoe fits, wear it and fix the problem. Don't get angry with me because I'm sharing thoughts and experiences and messages and and situations that I've been involved in that I think can help the greater good of the volunteer fire service, get mad at yourself and fix the issue. That's all we can do, right? That's really all we can do. So I I hope that this resonates with some of you And I hope that some of you will look at this now 
in a different light and realize that we all have influences. And sure, some of us, our influences are within the four walls of our firehouse and maybe within the confines of our county. But if you know me or you've ever had a conversation with me, I've always been the person because I've been motivated to be this person because I had mentors that told me this years ago. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to get out of the four walls of your firehouse. You need to get out of the confines of your county. You need to go to trainings at your at your state fire academy or other counties and talk to other people and learn from others and have conversations with others that will help form your opinions and form formulate the person that you want to be, right? If if you're living your life within the four walls of your firehouse, you're missing out. And I understand if you're doing that why you would Take the words of somebody like myself or anybody else and just try to directly relate it to within your four walls. Why you couldn't listen to it as a more global message of learning and growing and developing. So I I hope that makes sense to those of you that come back week after week, month after month, whatever it may be, and, and listen to this podcast. If the shoe fits, wear it and grow, right? Learn. Take my words, Kara's words, anybody else's words that you may hear. And if you're going to relate them to yourself, figure out how those words can help you to grow. I, I, I really look forward to some of your, some of your feedback on this episode and our last episode. And it's, it's great to hear back from many of you, um, whether it's through our Facebook channel or Instagram or YouTube or uh, direct email from, from here on the podcast. It, it really is. I, we always look forward to the feedback and the input. And, and I really do. I, your feedback and input, and input helps me to grow, right? It helps me to provide a um, a better a better message, just a more important message, just something that resonates with everybody. On another note, it's election season for a lot of us, right? It's it's election season. We've done a lot of election episodes before, so I I uh, I would. I would suggest to you that if you have not listened to our election episodes to go back in our previous podcasts and listen, because there's absolutely some great information there. Um, but my, my advice to all of you either seeking a volunteer fire service position, whether it's a civil executive position as the president or the vice president or the treasurer, or it's a line position like a lieutenant or a captain or a chief's position. If you're seeking a position for the first time or you're, or you're looking to rank advance, um, we all know this can be a, a tumultuous time of year where you think you have a lot of friends and, and then you find out that, that maybe you don't or there's people that are out there that actually look for the better, more qualified candidate and really don't care if you're friends or not. 
Um, I would say to those of you that are, that are trying to get involved and take the next step, first of all, I would say thank you, right? Because volunteering is difficult and volunteering takes up a lot of time. And for anybody to take the next step into a leadership position, thank you, right? Because you're, you're, you're the backbone of the volunteer fire service. You're what's going to help the volunteer fire service grow um, and be relevant in the future. Um, but I, I will tell you this, because I, I've been there multiple times before. Uh, I'm still there, right? I'm, I'm, I'm still in an elected position, so I still have to be elected back every year. Um, and it can be frustrating, right? Sometimes you, you just feel like you never do the right thing. Um, but, but I'll tell you this, right? If you're doing the right thing, if you're working hard, if you're training hard, if your goal is to be a better firefighter and to make your organization the best it could be, and that's what you set out to do every single day, and you continue to um, grow, then don't worry about it, right? Just continue doing what you're doing. Um, it's unfortunate that in the volunteer fire service, people will get elected to leadership positions not because of the experience that they have. And when I say experience, I mean real-world experience. I don't mean the amount of time that you've been there. That's Years of service is not the same as experience. It, it's a shame that some people will solely vote on somebody because they're solely vote for somebody because they're friends or because they like one another outside of the, the firehouse and they won't look at the big picture of who really deserves the spot, who really works their ass off to be better and who really has their eye on the prize, which is motivating others to make our agency better and make the team better and grow. There are some people that you will never, ever change, my friends. They're going to vote for their buddy. And that's all there is to it. You know, it sucks. And I'm sure some of us have served under leaders that not, did not deserve the position that they were in. Right? They were just there because... Whatever. They were there for whatever reason. They were there because they had friends. They were there because they were just there. Right? It, it doesn't matter. Right? But if you have a runoff between two individuals and you look at those individuals and, and you put all the bullshit aside, right? Even if they're not currently a good leader, or you don't think that they have leadership traits, but you see that person A versus person B, person A works their ass off every day and tries to be a little bit better and has the department as a whole in mind when it comes to being better, being a better team. It's tough to ignore person A. You know what I'm saying? 
So I know we'll never fix this. I know this tends to spark some conversation and some comments and some interest when we talk about it. Um, but, you know, if you're listening to this and, and that's what's going on at, at, at your agency, at your department, just look at your choices and try to figure out who's the future, right? Who's the future of the organization? And what does the future of organiz- what does the future of organiz- of the organization look like with that person in a leadership position? I've often said many times, and a lot of you have heard me say this, that in the volunteer fire service, the day that we elect our lowest ranking officer, whether it's a second lieutenant or a captain, or I know there's agencies out there that don't even have those lower line officers because they're so small, right? You are 98% of the time electing your future chief. So you need to consider that, right? That when you elect that lower, that lowest of line officers, that you don't think is that, is that important, that you are electing, potentially electing your future chief. Chief. Stuttering on my own words here today. All right, my friends, I hope you got something out of this episode. As always, I would love to hear from you if you did. All right, stay safe out there and talk to you soon.